I want to talk about overcoming tonight and um, <clears throat> kind of in, in light of what we've been going through in our country right now. Because if, if you're like me, I kind of get, <clears throat> it's kind of like a football game, you know. It's like you get all fired up thinking you're going to do well and then <laughs> and the, and the rug's pulled out of you and you kind of feel... And uh, partly it's because your hopes were in the wrong place, maybe in the first place to some extent. Although, you know, I think it's healthy to, to, uh, to be contentious with this and to, to contend for something that's good, right? <clears throat> but I want to look at, at where we need, where our greatest effect is made, where we do overcome, how, how we do overcome. You know, I like this song we just sang. He's the, he's the king over the flood. Don't you like that? And... Um, so there's a place for us to be effective right now, but uh, we, we have to see what that is and then take it and then recognize the, it, we, we do make a difference in this world. I mean, it, it's the reason why America is still America right now is, <laughs> is not because of wokeness. <laughs> it's because of, of light. It's because of the light that, that's, that's in Christ. You know, really what we talked about on Sunday is exactly what it is. I think a lot of times we, we're shining more than we even know we are. <laughs> but the more you know about it, the more you can take your place and you can actually be what you're supposed to be because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to kill and steal and destroy. Sometimes when we think of that, we're just thinking about stuff of mine, my stuff. And what he's wanting to do is kill, steal, and destroy by disallowing the light that would shine through us and bring light to somebody else. And so somebody else is stumbling around in the dark because we're not being the light that we're supposed to be. And so uh, our, biggest, our biggest effect is, is to... Be what God has made us to be. So, so uh, Proverbs twenty nine two. <clears throat> there's an effect in our in our country's been feeling this, and I just thought I'd refer to this. <laughs> it's amazing some of these uh, scriptures that go right to where we are. You know, um, when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice, <clears throat> but when the wicked are in power, they groan. <clears throat> so this is evident, you know, in our country right now. It's like, why would anybody? Vote some of these yahoos into what they're what they're blatantly saying they're going to do. You know, it's like it's going to hurt people. It's going to destroy. You know, um, why would you do this kind of thing? And, and it's wickedness is, is what it is. And this is kind of where we we have to recognize that we're not wrestling against uh, flesh and blood. This is not what it is. It, there's spiritual forces going on right now, and what the enemy actually wants us to do is to get caught up in the strife of it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking, remember the, the, the Star Wars, you know, the, the uh, what's, what's it, Anakin, is it Anakin? Um, you know, and, and how does he become Darth Vader? Because he gives in to the dark side, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's a very good example, but, it, but, it, but that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get us mad. He wants to get us angry. He wants to get us on the dark side and shut off our light. And we don't, we're not going to be effective if we get caught up in that stuff. And so <clears throat> you're going you're gonna to be effective most at what you're exposed to most. And so it, what we have to do during this time is not to look to those kind of things. Don't magnify them. I'm, I, and I'll just confess, I've been spending way too much on my on my Fox app today, you know, it's like, what's going on? What's going to happen? You know, you're wondering what's going to happen. And, and there's a certain amount of that, you know, we can, we've been, I, I really believe that if there's anything that's good that's happening in this cycle right now, 
Because um, a lot of times what we want to do is wait until the storm comes to start praying and taking authority over it. And really, the reason why we're going through a storm sometimes is because we haven't been praying ahead of time. We haven't been preparing for it. And so the storm comes and your, your roof has holes in it and you start cursing the holes in the roof that you should have fixed <laughs> when it was nice out, you know. And, and, and there's, there's, there's a place for us to take right now that, that we can't affect right now. But, but what God wants to do is to just say, let's take care of who we are and let God do his job. Let the battle be the Lord's. But we need to be what we are, amen? So there is, there is this reality. But, and and I, so it's, it's, it's in the world around us. It's really obvious in our country right now. But we, we're going through different things too. I don't, you know, some people seem to cruise along pretty well. And, so, and sometimes we, we go through some, some major storms, don't we? Yeah. we? We get our thumb operated on. We, we, you, know, we, you know, we have to move. We have to, there's things that are going on that, that are causing that if we're careful or we're not uh, aware of it, they can affect our light, and we can try. We can get overcome by them, and, and and there's an opportunity for somebody to be affected that will not be because we're diverted, wow. and we're and we're we're even trying to to attack the darkness with darkness, you know. So I I just real quick I had a little testimony, because um, usually. I like to wear earbuds when I go to work out, and I'll listen to teaching. I validate it by listening to teaching, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I went on Monday, and I, and, I, and I left my earbuds here at the church, so I didn't have any earbuds. So I, I had a pretty good workout, and I, and I got into the sauna, and so I didn't have my, didn't have my earbuds in in the sauna. Usually I do, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to worship music and being spiritual and stuff. But because I didn't have my earbuds in, I got into a conversation with this guy. And we got, uh, I won't make it too long, but got in a conversation with this guy. And, um, and come to find out, he had, he had, been, he had, had a full-ride scholarship, played baseball, and uh, ended up going to seminary. Telling me about going to seminary and, and how that it got into Greek. It got to be too hard for him, and he, and he gave up on that. But he went to Church of the Highlands, you know. We started making these... We're talking this stuff, you know, and this young kid comes in while we're talking. It's a good thing he didn't come in before that because we were saying the reason why America's in the state it is is because we haven't gone to war in a while. We got a bunch of weak men, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking this boy comes in and I'm thinking, well, here's one of them, you know, <laughs> you know? but the, this other guy leaves and, and, I, and this, this young man starts saying, so, so you go to church around here somewhere? I said, well, yeah, I, I, I pastor church. Anyway, we got into this conversation, we, and I start sharing about how I think God's getting ready to do some stuff. It's going to be in the young people, you know, and, and he gets kind of, says, well, where's your church? You know, and his dad's a pastor, and he's getting ready to move down here and do some. And you just don't know, if you, if you get into your own self, how there's a bushel over your light, and God's wanting to touch somebody around you, you know, if, if you can get out of your space for a little bit, you know. And... um and I really believe that's what God is calling us to right now, you know, to, to, to know who we are and to let that be our weapon against whatever we're going through. And, it, and it's, not just, it's not just our nation. It's, it's that what, it, what the enemy always wants to make darkness look like is it's, it's something apart from, from who we are. Oh, I'm just observing how things are. 
and it's not that way. <laughs> it's, we, we're, not, we're not warring in the flesh. There's a spiritual thing to be taken care of. So, so we need to identify the source. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. How many know there's some spiritual stuff going on? Now, the spiritual stuff is affecting thing in, things in the natural. I believe there's some actual physical things that have taken place in the last couple days that have been the result of a spiritual. But if we get caught up in the physical, we'll miss our place. Now, there, there might be something we need to do, but it's going to be led by, by having a heart that is, is, is kept in the place that we've been given strength in. Yeah. Amen? That we're not warring according to the flesh. All right, let's keep going. Isaiah 59, 19. So <clears throat> there is a, an overcoming force, and, and this is the power of God. God is, there, there is a force. Sometimes, sometimes it's not as obvious, but... You know, it doesn't have to be a majority. It, it can be just a small amount. That's usually what God does, the, the Gideon effect, you know, where it's, it's just, it's, it's, there's a few people that are able to, <laughs> to just simply break a pitcher, you know, with a light inside. And, and it's going to make an effect. It's going gonna, it's gonna to release the, the power of God. And so <clears throat> this is a wonderful um, passage out of Isaiah 59, 19. Then at last they will reverence and glorify the name of God from west to east. Don't you just long for that? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful when they're, you know, I, I, believe, I believe God's raised some spirit-filled people up right now. And, and, and I see this as the, the biggest effect that's being made right now um, is people getting into a position where that when they speak, it's not just going to be them. It is. It is a light. It is God being exposed. Amen? For he will come like a flood tide driven by Jehovah's breath. So this is an interesting passage that is interpreted in different ways. In the King James, I say, for, for when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So uh, if you look at some of the, the meanings of this word, it's like, a, it's like a water that's kept within its channels that's being moved by a strong wind. So the enemy is like this, this flood, but he's being driven by the wind of God. And what is that going to be? It's going to be, he always does stuff through us. The, the breath of God is always being breathed through his servants. And what is it going to look like? What is that going to be? Sometimes we, you know, we, we, we want to just, okay, God, just do your breathing today. We just want to watch you breathe. And sometimes it's, it's not what our imagination would be of what that is. When God, when God visualizes his, his effect against the enemy's workings, it's Especially when we get involved, it might not just be a, a really strong wind coming. It's going to be us taking our place, being effective as we're called to be. So I want to look at what this looks like. <clears throat> and <clears throat> uh, Romans 12, 21, his force is, a, is goodness. You know, there's a bunch of angels that are just, for the Lord is what? For the Lord is good in his Mercy endures forever. 
And they just sing this over and over. Well, what's the big deal about that? Because this is what overcomes evil. You don't, you know, you can fight a fire with a fire, I guess, right? You can burn a fire. (laughs) You were doing that when we were up there at the quail camp. I don't know, that, you weren't necessarily burning the fire to fight a fire, but but it will eliminate a fire from getting out of hand. Um, you were doing it for other reasons, I think, too. The fire break so that I could start a big fire and not have it jump out. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can do that, but, but for us, you know, I, man, I can get mad about some of this stuff. Can you? And I can start really having bad feelings towards certain individuals that, really look funny and sound funny and, you know, I mean, not funny. They're, they're not funny. They're, they're scary, you know, right? <clears throat> but God gives us a clue on, on where our position is going to be. It's going to be in coming against wickedness, coming against darkness with his goodness. And you overcome evil with good. And so we can say, oh, let's see, no, no. Well, I only got my work cut out for me. Now I'm going to have to work on being good. What is that going to be? So, you, But this is not what it is. It's something that we already are, something that we already have. Don't, don't you like what we heard on Sunday? You know, there's so much about what we already are that we don't have to try to become something. But we have to release what we are. And sometimes that has to be done by faith. And sometimes you're going to have to get some stuff out of the way in order for that to be seen, right, for it to be clear. So... So this is what God has for us, this breath of God that's going to push back the darkness when it comes in like a flood. It's going to be his goodness. It's going to be his, it's going to the, the reality of who he is being exposed through his body. Amen? So Matthew 5, 14. And I want to just call this, uh, <laughs> his weapons are going to be lightsabers. So we can, we can go back <laughs> to the Star Wars. <laughs> he uses light. So if you're going to fight darkness, you don't fight it with darkness. You don't get in the, you don't get in the, in, and start using, you know, you don't start cursing. And this is partly why, and I'll just get a little bit political right now. I think we need to just quit cursing the other side, saying how bad they are. I think that's partly why we've gotten to the place we are. It's opened up this whole battlefield. And, and I think we need some new leadership that's going to just tell it what we do have. We're good. It's the goodness that will make a difference. Not trying to say how bad somebody else is and, and give them names. And, no, that's, that's trying to far, fight darkness with darkness. We need to fight it with light. And this will be also in our personal battles that we're going through. Um, Storms that we're going through, we will not be able to fight them with worry. Can't fight them with with trying to figure out things, trying to understand things. No, we fight them with light. Okay, so you are the light of the world. Don't you like that? Okay, I don't have to work on being a light. I am a light. Right? A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. 
<clears throat> Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And what happens? The breath of God makes an effect. Amen? Now, I'm glad that we don't have to worry about changing the whole world. We just change our world. Amen? And, and it's amazing what God can do with, with one light that gets exposed for what it really is. I love this. What we've, we've, we're already a new creation in Christ. We are already the light. He's already told us that we're the light. But if that's true, if us exposing the light will produce a goodness that is the breath of God pushing back the force of darkness then we're going to have opposition to that. That's what the enemy wants to keep from happening, right? Okay, let's keep going here. First John 1 John 1.5. <clears throat> I'm just going to hit this a little bit on this, this light. I have a couple of them. <clears throat> it's the light that will dispel the darkness. This is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. So sometimes we're, we're wanting to find some, some big revelation that's going to expose things and, and we can start even trying to pray certain things. And I, I really believe the, the strength of our prayer can be for the light of, of, of the goodness of God to be exposed. Because when light is exposed, when, when, when it's uncovered, Darkness has to flee. And anything that was hiding in the darkness gets seen for what it really is. You know, this is the thing that's bothered me. And this is just in my lifetime. but Because um, I voted for Carter, believe it or not. I thought he was, <laughs> he was a peanut farmer Christian, you know. And um, I even did my social studies, uh, you know, reports on him back in high school. So, um, but my first dealing with this was with Clinton more than anything. It's like, can you not see? I did not do this, you know. It's like, can you not see how wrong this is, you know? And yet, and yet, and like, yeah, people just are are completely deceived. And it's, but but getting caught up in in the in the conflict of it keeps me from being in the position I need to be in. Can you see that? There needs to be a, a maintaining of purity from strife, from the darkness that the enemy wants to draw us into the darkness right now. And, and, and God's saying, you know, let's stay in the light. Stay in the light of his goodness. So God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness. We're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. So what the enemy's going to want to do is to draw us out of the light. Yeah. He, he's going to want to say, hey, you know what? You, uh, you, I'm, you, you are the light. But man, nobody's going to see it because I'm going to cover it up. And so you're not going to be effective. I really believe this is, this is part of how we've gotten where we are other than not being in a war lately. Is... That the church has gotten caught up in things that have covered up their light. And so it's allowed so many people to accept things that are complete darkness. Complete wickedness and evil, right? Okay. 
A little bit more on this one. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. Isn't this interesting? What this does is when we get, when, when we remove the, the covering from our light, it causes us to be drawn together. Isn't that interesting? And it's, it's in our unity that God gets exposed for who he is. How did he say that you're going to know them or you're going to know me? Jesus' prayer, Matthew 17, right, is that we would be one. So here's what happens. What the enemy does is he, when, he, when he covers up our life, what he accomplishes is division, separation, strife, and God cannot accomplish. He doesn't breathe through that stuff. Strife is as the work, uh, what is it, wickedness? Uh, um, no, rebellion is, is the work of witchcraft. But, but, but every evil work abounds in strife, right? So that's what the enemy wants to do. But it, it's interesting. When you're, when you're taking off the things that would keep the light from shining, it causes you to be drawn together. Have you ever noticed that? How, how when you're in strife, you don't want to even want to talk to somebody. You don't want to have any kind of, and it's because of what you're thinking about. It's, it's because of, 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 of things, but that's what the enemy wants to accomplish. But, but when you are actually in the light, it exposes things for what they really are. It makes them look petty and not something you would even consider. And so because of that, you're drawn together. This is, you know, this is our one command is to love each other. And if we could just love each other, man, there would be so much light just sparking. Have you ever felt sparks with your wife? You know, it's like, whoa, that's a, yeah, that, that's light. That's, that's, that's making some light, right? But, but that's what happens when we're having fellowship with God. He is light and he produces light in us in fellowship. We share unbroken Fellowship. Isn't that interesting? With one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. What is sin? That, that is the discoloring of our light. It's the covering of our light. And we'll see some of this. Okay. So let's look at Luke uh, eleven thirty four. 34. <clears throat> A little bit more. So here's, here's what affects our ability to to, to remain in the light or to, to get into the darkness. So just a real quick example. Um, <clears throat> uh, Braden got up this morning and he goes to school just on Wednesdays. He only goes to school on Wednesdays. But that's all it takes to become a whiner about school. <laughs> I went in to get him up. Oh, I don't like that school. Nobody likes me there. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, all this stuff, you know. And I got him downstairs, you know, and oh, he's sitting in the, in the chair. He's trying to work up a cry, you know. If he can cry, you know, about, about having to go. Oh, Braden, it's not an option, you know. You're not good. So, but it was interesting. I, I mean, I, you could see it like clearly. He's sitting there. I'm not going to, he's. You know how sometimes kids just won't do what you want them to do at all. Uh, and you don't want to beat them. You, know? <laughs> you, don't wanna, you don't want to resort to that. You know, it's like. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because we, we have these confessions about who he is, you know. 
And I just started saying that. I said, Braden, just say this after me. You know, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it was interesting. We went through all these things. And, out, and you could see his attitude change. Amen. It's because of what he was thinking on. I mean, and it actually works for me too. <laughs> if you can just, if you can just think the thoughts of God, what it does is it takes the cover off. This, this, this cloud of oppression, this cloud of not being, not wanting to do things, not, not, not being who you really are. And that's what's so powerful about the word of God. But let me just, because here, here, this is what this talks about. It says, everything comes through what you're seeing. You know, we talked about this on Sunday. He said, it's all perception. It's how, all how you're seeing things, right? But if what you're seeing is darkness itself, everything about you is going to be dark. You're not going to be able to see. The, but it's, so it's, it's all about light. Our, our force in the world, our force in our home is going to be light all the time, right? So let's look at it. So our focus is only light allowed. This is something we can actually affect. We can say no, and you can begin. Can, can you perceive when you start getting into any kind of funk? You kind of, you, you kind of know, right? It's like, um, anytime you start feeling discouraged, oppressed, offended, anything like that, what is really happening is your light's getting covered up, and the exposure to God has been diminished. Okay, the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter in to your being. So our, our eyes, our spirits actually have eyes that need to see the right thing. And that's how our light is going to be able to shine. When your heart is open, open, the light floods in. When your heart is hard and closed, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. Isn't that interesting? You cannot be just cruising along unaffected by darkness. Either you are overcoming it with light or it is penetrating. Now, he's, he's, talking, he's talking to us, isn't he? <laughs> that darkness, if you're not having an open heart, it's going to penetrate and replace whatever light you do have. Aren't you glad Jesus said you are the light? But your light can get covered up. And, and as soon as it gets covered up, darkness takes its place in the effect of your life, right? <clears throat> Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. Isn't that good? Amen? It's so important, you know, to not say what I feel about something, what I think about something. What does God say? And let's just forget about everything else, right? <laughs> if your spirit burns with light, fully illuminated with no trace of darkness, you will be what? A shining lamp. So the challenge for us is not to figure out what darkness is and start talking about darkness and start trying to expose darkness. 
Our challenge is to just remain in the light. Amen? And it's amazing how much true revelation we'll get about the darkness if we remain in the light. Okay? Reflecting rays of truth by the way you live. Amen? You know, I thought about this sometimes. Even in prayer, sometimes we want to we want to uh, be aware of what the darkness is up to so that we can attack it in prayer. And, and if, if that is our focus and not just a sensitivity to what God is saying, not to just, just having a passion for the light of God's presence, maybe he's wanting us to talk, to, to pray for our neighbor. Somebody that we don't even know anything about them. You know? Maybe he just wants us to take our earbuds out when we go to the sauna, right? <laughs> right? So light inhibitors. I just want to hit this real quick because if this is true, if our greatest power is going to be in emanating the light, then this is going to be where we're challenged the most. And it's not just going to be a natural thing. So many times what things are happening to us that are natural, but they become spiritual when they shut off our light. Okay, so light inhibitors, or I want to call these flesh veils. Because there are things in our flesh that veil the light, right? Okay, so I'm just going to go through these real quickly, and, and they're kind of obvious, but, but man, they, they, it's critical. And it, and it puts, you know, I, I've, I've been enjoying our, our reading in Hebrews. It's kind of challenging, actually. But it, man, it's, I've really been getting some revelation from it. Uh, about, you know, holiness and how we're, uh, you know, the, the holy of holies. And what, what that is, is actually a separation from darkness. It's, 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 God has no darkness in him at all. And he's calling us into this place. And really holiness is separation. So, um, but what sin does is, is it causes this, this veil. Because you, you actually become darkness aware. And as much as Jesus has, has paid the price, grace covers all your sin, every time you sin, you're aware of it. Unless you just, be, unless you like, don't have a mind left or something, you know, or, or a conscience, you know. But if you have any kind of conscience, I mean, even people in the world, they know they're doing stuff wrong. And, and really, this is why, this is the power of the blood of Jesus, is to take away the sin consciousness. So, so you know that it's, it's been covered, that it's been taken care of, that Jesus' blood took care of that thing. Amen? But if you continue in it, every time there's a sin, and this isn't, there, there's, there's no condemnation, it, it's, it's not like it's changing your position with him. But it is putting a cover over your light. Okay? Remember this. Sin will not conquer you. Don't you like this? <laughs> this is our promise. But is it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, like Chad was saying. But it is, is it our experience? You know, we also have a promise that we don't have to be sick at all. We also have a lot of other promises, Right? But if sin won't conquer us, that's going to have to be something that we take seriously. 
We recognize that what's happening when I'm singing, it's not just a private thing. It's not something that I can just enjoy myself. Because <laughs> every time sin is, is especially willfully, or I, I know sometimes we're drawn into things by the weakness in our flesh, but what is that? It's a veil to the light of God, and it's disabling. That's why I think one of the, the, the most dangerous uh, things that is, has gone on recently is, is just a, a grace that just says it's okay to do whatever you want to do because it's not. Your own heart is condemning you, right? Okay, let me. Remember, the sin will not conquer you for God already has. Don't you like that? That there's already a victory in me over sin. But it's going to have to be in my relation to him. Okay. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. Don't you like that? Okay. Uh, Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the ability to be free from that thing, because sometimes people say, I, I, I mean... You know, all of us have, have something that we, we deal with in the flesh. And how do we get over that? We've been given the spirit to help us. It's a Holy Spirit. It separates us from the power of that thing. We, God has conquered sin already. And we get to experience the victory when we walk in the spirit. So it becomes our choice how we're going to walk. We can either walk aware of the spirit, in the fullness of the spirit. Or we can have our light uh, covered and the ability to be victorious severed because our power is in our light okay uh, let me see here a couple more Romans 8 1 so, so now the case is closed there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus the anointed one don't you like this this is who we are now but it has to become so much, it, it's kind of like, like with Braden. You know what? If we're not being exposed to the light of who we are in Christ, if it doesn't become something that becomes a, a meditation, a replacing thought, we will get under the condemnation of something that we've done, a thought that we've had. It, will, it, it might not keep us from functioning, but it will keep us from shining. Right? <clears throat> but there is no condemnation to those who are joined in life union with Christ. Amen? Necessity of being, being living victorious over sin. This is not just a holiness, condemnation, hellfire and brimstone. But it's an opportunity to be victorious, to conquer. Amen? And to not just conquer in my life, but to be effective in our nation. How do I approach what we're going through right now? Well, you know what? If I'm going to affect it really well, I'm going to need to be walking in victory over the clouds of sin in my life. Amen? It's, you know, I, we might get to heaven on, on, on sloppy grace or whatever you call it. <laughs> you know? But are we going to be effective for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God on the way? That only comes when we take the, the covers off our light. Amen? 
All right. First John 3:21. Beloved, if your heart does not condemn, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. Who is this God? He's light. There in him there is no darkness at all. How do you have confidence towards him? How do you shine as his representative when your heart doesn't condemn you? And we've already been given freedom. We've already conquered that. But we have to walk in it. Right? Okay. Here's another one. Pride. <clears throat> so, pride is, is going to be a cloud. If, if we're going to be victorious because of the power that we have through the light of God, we're going to have to get rid of sin. But also, pride will cloud, cloud the ability of, of God to shine through us. And sometimes... Well, let me just read this. <laughs> this is a little definition I put together. The perception of self that veils an ability to provide the light of uplifting, encouraging love to those we perceive to be below us. It's hard to lift somebody up that you feel like you're above. It's a lot easier to push them up from below. Okay? All right. So... <clears throat> Paul's talking to Timothy, and he's talking to him like he's a novice. But you know what? Sometimes I think, I think you can be, you can be a novice, and and be old. Uh, in earthly spiritual years, I'll put it that way, because we are just beginning. There's no revelation that we get that that elevates us. There's no position that we get that puts us above somebody else. Because you cannot, what happens with pride or the, the perception that I have something that is better than somebody else, is it really puts a, a cover over your light that it's the light of God that's going to make the effect. You might get some followers, you might get a, a, you might impress people with you, but is it God? Anytime there's an elevation of me, of my revelation, it's going to be an exposure of your naivete. Yeah. You're being a novice. <laughs> and you can be old and be a novice, right? Uh, the pastor must not be a new Christian because he might be proud of being chosen so soon. And pride comes before a fall. We're familiar with that, right? Satan's downfall is an example. I like this translation because it put that little thing in there, right? If, if anybody proved that, Satan came, fell down out of heaven like lightning. It's like he went from the, the greatest example of light and the ability to affect people with worshiping God. He fell from that because of, of pride, right? Okay. 1 Corinthians 8, 1. <clears throat> and this kind of goes to what I was just saying. Now concerning things offered to idols. And he's talking about how people feel. There, there can be a revelation. Oh, you can eat anything. That's kind of what he's referring to here. You can eat meat offered to idols. Because we're not under the law. And it doesn't really matter. Right? But if any revelation that we get elevates us. It can be a cloud. Because now... It's not the grace of God that's bringing all of us there in spite of who we are. It's feeling like there's a separation. There's an there's a elevation. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we, are, we all have knowledge. Knowledge does what? It puffs up, 
but love edifies. If, and if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. So really what's happening, and I think this is one of the main things we have to, to watch out for, uh, especially having such an elevated amount of spirituality that we do in this church. God's really been, no. I don't want to glory in my humility right now because it might be kind of anti-productive. But we, we must get to the place where every revelation we get, it's like, oh, there's just another door getting opened. I'm no better than anybody else. All of us are here just because of the grace of God. We're just, we're so fortunate to be loved by him. We're so fortunate to have his favor. Amen. Otherwise, when we go to present what revelation we have, it's clouded by pride. And it can't be presented from the heart of God. Can you see that? Okay. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Okay, let me, and if anyone thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. This is the thing that we want to go towards more than anything. Make sure God knows us. That's how our light gets to be bright. Not by what we know, but who knows us. Man, that's good, isn't it? If anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Isn't that good? And I liked it. So here's offense. Can't be offended. Man, this is a big one actually. Because <laughs> we, can, we can get into this so easily. And what happens as soon as we're offended, we cannot even see people the way we should see them. There's a big, big old bushel put over our light. Right? <laughs> Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. It is harder to win back the friendship of an offended brother. What happens when somebody gets offended? You know what? I know some people in the ministry that uh, got offended towards each other, wouldn't even talk to each other till they die. I mean, you know, how can that be a light? In the time of needed effectiveness against darkness, it becomes a cloud. I don't care how well you present yourself, there's a cloud of illegitimacy, <laughs> you know, when there's offense. It's harder to win back, okay, than to capture a fortified city. His anger shuts you out like iron bars. Luke 17, 4. Even if he wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, what are you supposed to do? Forgive. Right? Okay, here's one more. 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Love does not demand its own weight. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. Now, that sounds nice. We can say, man, I got to really work on being loving. Man, I'm going to have to walk in love. Boy, that's a heavy load. 
<laughs> Actually, we've already been made to be love in Christ, haven't we? This is our nature. It's just discovering who we really are. Oh, I don't do that anymore. So much of these things that are, are veils to our light are things that we've gotten used to, and we just do them naturally without even thinking about it. And what the Word of God does is it brings light to it. That's like the, the, the scripture we were looking at where it says, this, if, if, if the light that's in you becomes darkness, how great is that darkness? So open up your heart. When we read the word of God, there's a need for an open heart that says, I'm the one that's going to change when I see what the difference is. There, it's supposed to be a mirror that we look at ourselves and either, and we're, and we're seeing how we should be, right? Okay. All right. Are you good? Just a little bit more. Matthew 13, 22. The ground covered with thistles represents a, a man who hears the message, but the cares of this life. So, so this is the cares of life. This can be our family. It can be our job. It can be our ambition. But anytime there's, there's, that's what's driving us, it can become a cover of our light. Because it, it actually displays a distrust in God and a trust in something else. The ground covered with thistles represents a man who hears the message, but the cares of this life and his longing for money choke out God's word, and he does less and less for God. What happens? He's talking about a heart that gets closed to the word of God, so that even though we're hearing the word of God, it's not producing life in us. Because our life is so too big, what we care about. Matthew 6, 31, we're familiar with this. So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your body, bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. This is what it's easy, easy to get caught up with when things are going on in her, like our world right now. We start getting concerned about these things. Yeah. And we don't realize that's what, what's, what the enemy is doing is putting a cover over our light. Because as soon as we get caught up with these things, we're not focused on, on the true life that we have to offer. And the effect that we can make gets lost because we have our earbuds in. The opportunities to make a difference are go right past us because we're so caught up with cares of this life. So overcome. Oh, I, I'm just ensconced in my life. It's like Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Come, come do what you're called to do. He's calling us to light. Amen. All right. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Therefore, humble yourselves in the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And that sounds kind of nice. You know, if you think, oh, that, that's really important for these people that really look downtrodden and everything else. But no, we all have cares that have to be cast on him or they become bushels over our light. <clears throat> all right. Growing in our identity is, is, is our greatest force against darkness. So I just want to close with this because this is really what, what God is calling us to. It's, it's who we already are. 
you know, and who we are in Christ sometimes can be something that, man, all these different things I'm supposed to just say the scriptures over and over again and somehow get revelation on it and somehow start walking in it. And, uh, but it's, it's an identity that we've been given already that I, I like this part of this right now is understanding when this, this isn't just about me. This is an identity that affects, affects my ability to shine. My shining isn't just for me. My shining is for the darkness. And it'll make a difference in the darkness, right? So it's our greatest force against the darkness. It's not how we can prophesy. It's not what we, you know, what does is, what is, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 say about prophetic things? It says, without love, it's, it's, it's just a bushel over a light, <laughs> right? <clears throat> our greatest force is our identity in Christ that gets purified by taking bushels off of it, all right? God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. So I wanted to, I wanted to say this. Uh, one of the translations says, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. This is who we've been made to be, right with God. What does that mean? I think, I think it means everything that I've referred to. You could probably bring some different categories into that. It's going to be taking the cover of sin off, taking the cover of pride, right? Whatever else I cares. <laughs> but with, which, with each peeling of the onion, <laughs> with each taking away of, of a covering, there's a greater brightness that begins to shine. And I believe that's what, what we're called into. And that's, when, that's what we're most effective and powerful in. That becomes the breath of God pushing back the flood of, of the enemy. Yeah. Amen? And it's powerful. It's powerful as it gets brighter and brighter with every revelation of who we are in Christ that we walk in and say, I have an open heart to this. I'm going to let its light be revealed in my life transformed. Amen? God is united. Okay, let me, okay, so this is it. And we'll just end here. Proverbs 4.18. The way of the righteous so this is what we just saw, is this is who we've been made to be in Christ. We've been, to meet, we've been made to be righteous. We've been made to be free from sin. We've been made to be humble before our God. We've been made to be all these things. We discover that from his word. And every discovery becomes a step of righteousness that gets brighter and brighter and more effective in its pushing back of darkness. And the breath of God gets to be breathed through us. Because our light is not covered. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Don't you like that? <laughs> I, this, this is our opportunity. To not just profess something that we don't live. But to actually be the light that Jesus said we are. Amen? Set up on a hill. Actually making a difference, right? And it doesn't, it's not like we're already there. It's like we're just getting started. Every step is like uh, the, new, the new dawn, right? Which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. God's taking us to this place. Amen? We're no better. We're no, 
no better than anybody else. We're just taking the steps we've been given that everybody else has the opportunity to take. Amen. And with every step that we're taking in that way, we're actually making a difference. My, my best opportunity to make a difference, you know, I, I, got, an, I got a text from uh, Herschel Walker right after, you know, they, they decided they were going to have a runoff. Anybody else get a text from him? Yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, I might give somebody some money for the first time. I don't know, because I, I really am. <laughs> I'd really like for that to go the right way, you know? But uh, I, I don't want to get caught up in, in, in this and miss out on being open to what God's revealing to me about my greatest effect. My greatest effect is not be contributing to Herschel Walker. It's going to be saying, God, make me a light. Remove these things from my life. God, I, I'm just open here. I, I'm not trying to be better in myself. It's who you've already made me to be. Just take me there. Yes. Let me walk in your righteousness. Let me grow in that. Yes. And, and help me to take somebody else. Help me to affect somebody else. It's not going to be from the magnitude of my personality or what, how people think of me. It's going to be Christ in me. The hope of glory. Amen.